Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We are doing Breakfast with the Buzzcast here in Chicago at SBJ's Brand Innovation Summit, which is taking place at the lovely Ritz-Carlton off Michigan Avenue. We have more than 400 leading executives in brand marketing and sponsorship here with us, and they are getting an exclusive Breakfast with the Buzzcast. Our event kicked off last night with an evening at Wrigley Field, including a conversation with Cubs chair Tom Ricketts, followed by the Padres-Cubs game, where the Padres won 4-1. to one. But a fun night, and today starts two days of panels, discussions, and networking time here at SBJ's Brand Innovation Summit. And this is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, June 14th. Good morning, I'm Abe Matcor, like I said, coming to you from Chicago. You know, every conversation I had yesterday after getting to the city all touched on Live Golf versus the PGA Tour. So many people in the business are closely watching this story and its ramifications. This week is the U.S. Open in Brookline, Massachusetts, and it will mark Phil Mickelson's first tournament in the United States since the end of January. On Monday, Mickelson met the press for the first time in a while and had an intense nearly 30-minute press conference where he answered questions about his participation in the Live Golf Series, the politics of the Saudi government, and even the Saudi connection to September 11th. Mickelson, of course, didn't offer much, but he said he understood that many would have strong opinions and emotions about his decision to play on the Live Golf Series. He didn't talk much about the sponsors who have dropped him recently, as he is the most visible golfer to lose many of his endorsement deals. He also had no comment if his deal with Callaway would ever return. Meanwhile, another player joining the Live Golf Series, Bryson DeChambeau, spoke for the first time about his decision, and he was very succinct. He called it a business decision, said it came down to the financials, and playing less, which frees up more time with his family. So one thing to watch this weekend around Mickelson and Bryson and all the golfers playing at the U.S. Open is the fan reaction from the traditionally tough and rough Boston crowd. Phil Mickelson would easily be a crowd favorite, but all bets are off now, so I'll be watching to see how the crowd responds to him and other live golf players in Boston starting on Thursday. Let's move on. Here's a sport we don't talk about often on the Buzzcast, and that is cricket. But a shocking sports deal out of India that has everybody keeping their eye on its impact. Disney did win the TV broadcast rights to the Indian Premier League cricket matches for the next five years in a deal worth about $3 billion. But almost more importantly, the company lost the streaming rights to the IPL to Viacom 18. Viacom 18 won those rights for about $2.5 billion, and that is a big blow to Disney. Why? 
because Disney counted on this deal to continue to grow its Disney Plus streaming service globally. All analysts were looking at this deal. So that means the top three TV media packages in the world, yes, the NFL, then Indian Premier League Cricket, and then the English Premier League. So it's an interesting fact there. For Disney, analysts are worried about losing the streaming rights will be a blow to Bob Chapek and the company, fearing it will slow Disney's quest to reach between 230 to 260 million subscribers for Disney Plus by 2024. But Bob Chapek has said cricket matches are not critical to achieving its subscriber targets. So this event was nominated for Sports Event of the Year at the Sports Business Awards, and NASCAR has decided to bring back the Bush Light Clash to the L.A. Memorial Coliseum for a second year with the date set for February 5th, again leading into the Super Bowl. Remember, the inaugural event was a big hit with a crowd of around 55,000, and it earned a lot of accolades and buzz. NASCAR said bringing the event back to the L.A. Coliseum was the right move because it's the right size venue in the right market and the right location. So NASCAR bringing back its bush-like clash to the L.A. Coliseum. You know, yesterday on the Buzzcast, we talked about the delicate situation around the Baltimore Orioles and the legal dispute over the team's future. Well, Orioles CEO John Angelo stated on Monday that the club will never leave Baltimore despite the lawsuit amongst the family. Louis Angelos on Thursday brought a lawsuit against his brother John, alleging John was trying to seize control of the team and the rest of his father's holdings. The suit hinted that John Angelos would consider moving the team to Tennessee to Nashville if he gained full control of the franchise, but John Angelos tried to squash that yesterday in stating that the Orioles, again, will not leave Baltimore. Let's end the buzzcast with some quick ones. A big win for the Charlotte Hornets as the city of Charlotte voted to approve $215 million in renovations for the arena. The Spectrum Center, where the Hornets play, is a city-owned venue and the city is obligated to maintain it. The big hook for the city of Charlotte is extending the Hornets' lease in this deal. So now they sign him to a 15-year lease extension, keeping the Hornets in Charlotte through 2045. For the Hornets, another big perk is the deal includes a new practice facility to be built right next to the Spectrum Center. Construction will begin this summer and stretch across several phases, but look for it to be completed in around 2027. But a big win overall for the Charlotte Hornets. And finally, get ready for a lot of coverage of the captain this summer. Yes, Derek Jeter. Last night, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred joined ESPN President Jimmy Pitaro and Derek Jeter at the world premiere of the documentary series about the former Yankee shortstop called The Captain. The first two episodes of the series are part of the Tribeca Film Festival taking place this week. Executive producer Spike Lee was also on hand last night, as was CeCe Sabathia, Jeter's longtime manager Joe Torre, and Harold Reynolds. So the seven-episode documentary series will premiere on ESPN on July 18th following the Home Run Derby, and new episodes of The Captain will be released every Thursday starting July 21st. So The Captain, a documentary on Derek Jeter, coming to ESPN this summer.
So that is your morning Buzzcast, a special Breakfast with the Buzzcast here in Chicago at the Brand Innovation Summit. I'm Abe Matkor. I'll speak to you again tomorrow from Chicago. Until then, stay healthy, be good to each other, and I'll speak to you on Wednesday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.